This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Whether it was empty shelves during the pandemic, a matter of cleanly convenience or an environmental conscience, people are considering bidets as an alternative to toilet paper. Lawrence Gunther is here to explore some angles into the issue. Lawrence is the host of Outdoors, which you can find Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio. Hey, good morning, Lawrence. Hi, Dave. So, Lawrence, I think I laid it out there a little bit in the intro, but why are people deciding to make more of a splash in the bathroom? You know, there's a bunch of reasons. It's, uh, it's you get a sense of more cleanliness. Uh, it's a just a nicer feeling. It's more accessible. You know, it's right there. It's water. It's easy. It's convenient. Uh, you're saving uh, money. You're not having to buy a lot of toilet paper anymore. And according to the experts, it's a lot better for the planet. Okay, so that's where I think it would confuse me because I would suggest that that water conservation, especially freshwater conservation, mm-hmm. is something we should really be striving for as opposed to paper. So I'd assume that bidets use more water. How do they end up being a, conser- a conservation of water? Well, this is this data that I've gathered together. An average Canadian uses about 83 rolls of toilet paper uh, a year. So in their lifetime, an average Canadian would go through about 6,886 rolls of toilet paper. That's a lot of toilet paper. That is. You know how much, yeah, it's a lot. And then you know how much water it takes to make one roll of toilet paper? No idea. 100, 140 liters. No I, way. I mean, yeah, 140 liters times 6,886. I'll let you do the math on that one. But that's a lot of water, right? So so then, so then, that's just to make the toilet paper. Then you got to package the toilet paper in that plastic wrapper. Then you got to transport the toilet paper from the factory to the store. Then you got to go pick up the toilet paper with your whatever vehicle you're using to get it home again. So there's a lot of transportation aspects to that. That's all, that's all carbon, you know, uh, putting carbon into the atmosphere as well and plastic pollution. So in the end, in the end, from what people are saying, if they switch to bidets, they use between 15 and 20 rolls of toilet paper a year. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm counting a difference there for sure, about a quarter, about a quarter of total usage based again on my uh, very amateur math skills. I didn't know there'd be math today, so I'm very upset about this. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence, is there an accessibility <laughs> perk when it comes to bidets? Apparently, you know, everyone thinks of a bidet as, you know, the, uh, the, the, the fixture on the bathroom floor, right? You know, with the, with the, uh, that you squat on, sit on, and, and wash yourself. Well, they also have now a much more accessible, flexible, kind of like a hand shower kind of device that you can attach to your bathroom uh, toilet. And then you have that fixture right there close to your toilet, and you use your toilet as a bidet with a hand wand kind of thing. So that in itself gives uh, more flexibility if you have, uh, you know, different, 
ability to reach in there and, and clean yourself. It's, it's you have more tools, more flexible tools, and then you can clean pat yourself dry with some uh, a reusable towel. So the the costs of those are are much lower than an actual installing a bidet. If you don't have room for a bidet on your floor in your bathroom, you can get one of these these flexible uh, handheld devices. So yeah, there's there it they can be affordable and accessible. Well, let me tell you, my upstairs neighbor has caused two different leaks trying to install one of those on his uh, on his toilet. So uh, oh, I oppose oh. I oppose them as a matter of practical principle uh, due to the leaks that it caused in my guest bathroom. But your point mm. is taken. Your point is taken. Okay. It's definitely Get easier. Get a higher plumber. Yeah, hire, hire, hire a professional, <laughs> please. Person who lives above me who's always doing renovations that seem to go poorly because you're bad at it. Hire a professional. Um, there we go. <laughs> uh, Lawrence, what is what is the bidet market looking like in Canada? Lots of sales because, again, anybody can remember just a couple of years ago, toilet paper was at a premium. So it really did part, uh, spark sales. So since 2019, bidet sales have gone up 100% every year. That's huge, right? That's like a doubling every year. So that's that's a lot of bidet and bidet attachments. I, I mean, you see the bidet attachments thing. That's I think relatively new. Bidets themselves have been around forever. Mm-hmm. So this is this is uh, this is you know whether it's because of a, a scarcity of toilet paper that that fear we went through you know three years ago, two and a half years ago, or whether it's environmental reasons, or whether it's just a, a want to feel good about yourself, a cleanliness kind of thing. It's a uh, and we're you know what we're outdoing the Americans on this as well, right? So we're eight percent ahead of the uh, United States. So no, no, uh, not throwing shade on Americans down there, but there you go. Well, we can throw a little shade. A lot of that infrastructure is falling apart down there. They haven't had clean water in Jackson, Mississippi in years. So, I mean, wow. I think I think we can toss a little shade here and there. But don't worry, yeah. Brett Favre is embezzling lots of state money that was uh, de- destined for uh, people on welfare so he could build oh, volleyball boy. courts at the university. So don't worry. The rich in Mississippi oh. are doing just great, but their water system, not perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lawrence, yeah. before I go too far down this pathway of uh, getting sued by Brett Favre. What's the verdict? (laughs) Are bidets better for the environment? According to the University of British Columbia, they have researched this, and the experts say, ding, 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 yes, bidets are better for the environment. You are using more water at source, that's for sure, but once you factor in the amount of water it takes to make the toilet paper and everything that goes along with that, you're way ahead of the game. So, Lawrence, I think we're always talking about little choices here to be more environmental. Where do you think this fits into the overall solution in building a greener, more sustainable planet? It's hard to sell people on making environmental choices, right? You know, mostly it involves sacrifices, like don't fly so much, you know, don't take the car, walk, ride your bike. These are are real impactful choices that we need to make and we need to think about. You know, we saw that data about how, you know, the Hollywood type and the music type, all the celebrities are flying around in their planes and burn tons of carbon, you know, fuel up there. And, you know, we hear about that and we think, well, we don't want that to be us. And so we, we can make those bigger choices about things like that. But this is, these are, this is one of those choices that you can make that it's, it's a plus plus, right? Yeah. You'll feel better. You'll feel better. The envir- the planet will be better off. So it, it can become a series of little choices, right? Lawrence, that if somebody mm-hmm. wants to make the move to a bidet, 
that's cool. You made that choice. That can that can work. Maybe if you're a coffee pod drinker, you make sure to be buying compostable coffee pods as opposed to buying uh, plastic coffee pods. Mm-hmm. You're, you're using reusable coffee pods, or maybe you're not using pods at all. Maybe you're actually grinding your own beans and making your own pots of coffee. Maybe it's energy-efficient appliances. If you can afford that, maybe it's making your house more energy-efficient. There's a lot of things as individuals that we can do, but as you point out, there are a lot of bigger structural decisions that have to be made as well, i.e., like overall investment in renewable energy across the power grid. Mm, yeah, yeah. Are we going to go, uh, you know, more coal? Like uh, Germany just announced they're going to keep three nuclear power plants going for another year, right? So there, there's, there are big choices for sure that we need to be on top, of, and we we have to be a part of those conversations for sure. But mm. th- this is this is a this is a fun one, especially <laughs> after our last conversation two weeks ago, where we were talking about war. atomic bombs, <laughs> nuclear war. Yeah, we definitely. This topic was not a cruddy one, that's for sure, Lawrence. Uh, no. What's coming up on the next edition of Outdoors? Well, we're talking to uh, the executive director of uh, Door Number One. And uh, this is an, a nonprofit organization that is involved with challenging schools. So getting into schools, working with the student body and the uh, the teachers and the administration and putting together a team to look at things, what they could do right there in their school to make it more environmentally efficient and celebrating those successes, sharing their, their lessons learned. It's it's a, just a great organization. So we're going to be talking to the uh, head of that organization because I think this is something – all of us can get involved with it. You know, all young people who go to school, whether you have a disability or not, you could become a leader of one of these uh, organizations at your own school and take the mm-hmm. charge. So there's your challenge. There's your challenge, guys. And um, and then we're going to hear from Miss Lillian Munt about Grace the Turtle. What's going on with Grace the Turtle? Wait, who's Grace the Turtle? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay, we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery for everyone involved. Wait, Lawrence, is it, is it a tortoise or a turtle? It's it's a turtle. It's, it's a, a full, turtle. Okay, it's a full it's blown a turtle. It's a turtle that I have known nothing about. Okay. But, <laughs> that's all I can talk about. I love it. Listen to the podcast, will you? Yeah, yeah, listen to the podcast or listen to the show. That's how we learn these things. Lawrence, thank you for this. Have a great day. Thanks, Dave. That's Lawrence Gunther. He's the host of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther, which you can find Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern time on AMI Audio or download the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. And when you're there, don't forget to uh, subscribe our show as well and leave a review if you can or at least leave a rating I saw a couple five stars pop up on spotify recently i was very happy that you went out and did that it helps us out if you can subscribe rate review share with friends all that good stuff so outdoors with lawrence gunther now with dave brown punch that into your favorite podcasting platform in the search bar and you indeed will find it Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.